Hello, dear listener. This is the fifth episode of my podcast, Data Science Film. And uh, if you remember, in the last um, episode, we talked about probability, the concept of probability in general. And in this um, episode, we are going to talk about probability distributions uh, probability distributions both continuous and discrete. Now, if you don't immediately know what this means, don't worry. That's why this, uh, why I produced this episode, so that these concepts get clear to you. Okay. So, um, if you remember the last episode where we talked about and defined probability, you know all the axioms for probabilities and you know that it's a probability for a single event. Probabilities themselves can have a distribution. For example, think about um, rolling a dice. A dice has six sides and a fair Dice uh, has equal probability for turning up 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6. Uh, in every case, remember the Laplacian definition of probability. Uh, to, to, to get a 1, the probability is 1, 6. To, to get a 2, the probability is also 1, one 6. And to, to get a probability of 6, the probability is also 1, 6. Okay? So these are single probabilities. Another example that is uh, used quite often to illustrate this concept, think of a uh, coin toss. If the coin is fair, the probability of turning up, you have the possibilities that there is head or tail, right? Just these two possibilities. Think about how you would flip a coin, and then you only have these two possibilities. And if it's a fair coin, both probabilities are exactly 0.5 or 1 half. Okay, now we could think of, think of the uh, probability of getting, um, for example, three ones in a row with our dice. Um, if you remember last time, we can apply the law of multiplication of probabilities and get one-sixth times one-sixth times one-sixth. Sorry, uh, I had to work all day and it's uh, already late. That's why my pronunciation might, might be a little bit tired. But you get the gist. It's 1 sixth to the power of 3. Okay? And this is already an example if we would visualize this with a probability tree. This is an example of what is called uh, the binomial distribution. Okay? The binomial um, distribution. Okay? So, um, the binomial distribution has has the following uh, parameter. 
it inputs the parameters p, the probability of this single event, the number n, the number of all trials, and k, the number of successes. Don't worry, we will see what this, what this means. But the binomial distribution is an example of a discrete probability distribution. Another example is the Poisson, Poisson distribution um, that is um, that can be used to calculate uh, the probability of n or more uh, uh, successful cases, for example, uh, for analyzing whether a town has significantly more cases of leukemia than the, than the national average, for example. Um, yes. So we should formally define what a random variable is, and a random variable is just uh, a function that assigns numeric values to different events in the sample space. For example, what is the probability if I have a sample space, if I had some measurements and I assume um, a Gaussian normal distribution, don't worry, we'll come to that which is a, an example of a continuous probability distribution. And if I have sampled and, and applied the, the normal distribution with, with a mean and, the standard, and, and, and an estimated standard deviation, what is the probability that someone is 1 meter 60 tall, right? Okay. Um, and a random a variable for which there exists a discrete a set of numeric values uh, is a discrete random variable. For example, um, think of the, the, the throwing of the dice or the coin toss. And a random variable whose possible values cannot be enumerated is a continuous random variable. For example, the random variable uh, height in a population. Uh, the most important uh, continuous probability distribution is the normal distribution, also called the Gaussian distribution. Um, now, this is really, um, really important. Um, the normal distribution, you might have seen the graph of a normal distribution. It is the famous um, bell-shaped curve that has two parameters. Namely, it has two inputs. One is the mean that we have already talked about in the episode about descriptive statistics. And the other is the standard deviation. The mean is usually uh, abbreviated with the Greek letter mu, mu, and the standard deviation is usually abbreviated with Greek letter sigma. 
Now, mu can obviously be in the range of all real numbers, whereas the standard deviation ranges from 0 to infinity. And uh, remember, we already talked about this. The mean describes where the, the mountaintop of the bell curve is, whereas the standard deviation describes the spread of the distribution. So if the, um, the distribution is very far spread out, the standard deviation is higher. If the standard deviation is very low, then the curve is very steep. And um, the density of, of the normal distribution is uh, 1 over uh, the square root of 2 times p times sigma times e to the power of minus 1 half uh, and in parenthesis, x minus mu uh, divided by sigma, parenthesis, closed, squared. And this is also, you see in the literature, abbreviated by norm in parenthesis to the parameters mu and sigma, or sigma squared, depending if you want to have the standard deviation or the variance. And the central role of the normal distribution follows from the fact that a superposition sum of uh, independent factors under quite weak assumptions can at least approximately be described by this distribution. This is uh, a paraphrase of the statement of one of the most important theorems of probability theory, the central limit theory. Um, and in presence of a normal distribution, we can make quite precise statement about the probabilities of certain intervals using only its mean and standard deviation. Uh, for example, it holds that the probability of x is in the range between mu minus sigma and mu plus sigma is 68.3% or um, the probability that x is, uh, in, uh, is element of the interval mu minus 2 sigma and mu plus 2 sigma is 95.4%. So you have with the, within this 2 sigma range and your mu, you already have 95% of, of your uh, data is in this range. If you spread out to three, three mu in both directions, you already cover 99.7% um, of your values. And this yields the often handy and easy to remember two sigma rule within a distance of two sigma around the mean or the expected value or the expectation about 95% of the values are located. And the two sigma rule is relatively robust and approximately holds for quite many distributions. Um, and the normal distribution also play, uh, plays an important role, of course, in quality and process control. 
and the name of one of the most famous quality uh, management systems you might have heard of Six Sigma comes from the normal distribution. Thus, the goal of this uh, system is an extremely low uh, failure probability. Now, um, what is the expectation or the expected value of the normal distribution? It is, of course, just mu. And the variance uh, of the normal distribution is sigma squared. Um, if x follows a normal distribution to the mean mu and the um, variance sigma squared, it holds that z equals x minus mu divided by sigma follows a norm normal distribution to the parameters mean mu and uh, standard deviation one and this is an import this is the most important normal distribution uh, containing the parameters zero and one and this is called the standard normal distribution um, the normal distribution, because it is so important, of course it is implemented in R, and there it is called norm, just norm. So if you want to have, if you want to call the density, uh, this, uh, the density of the normal distribution, it's d norm. Uh, then it's, it's there is also p norm, q norm, and r norm. And names of the parameters are mean and sd, a mean for mean and sd for standard deviation. Um, we talked about the fact that body height, height of course, for example, of adults uh, in Germany uh, usually follows a normal distribution, right? And actually, if we would, uh, you know, draw a sample and, and try to get a representative sample, uh, we might get a mean of, say, uh, we might uh, try to... Um, uh, do research on, on, on women in Germany and we might get a mean of about 170 centimeters and a standard deviation of about 6 centimeters. And um, for men we might uh, get a mean uh, uh, of 180 centimeters and a standard deviation of about 6.5 centimeters. And uh, we could we could plot the density function of men and women using the function curve uh, in in R, and this would give us the um, the overlap uh, or sort of the, the the two normal uh, distributions of both both men and women in terms of uh, body height in Germany. And um, there and um, just try to visualize it again. Try to imagine it, for example, with a, with a color green. Let's say um, we would we would draw the the women and with a color uh, yellow or brown we would we would draw the men and of course the distributions overlap but they have different uh, standard deviations although uh, small uh, different standard deviations but they have different means and so the the mountain tops um, are are differently located and. Um, so this is already a nice uh, visualization. 
um, where we could um, try to um, compare compare these two groups and um, for example using the function um, p norm we could calculate the, the probability of uh, or the, or I should say the proportion of, of women that is that are larger than 175 centimeters uh, and you can just type in um, uh, you would do this in R using the function, like I said, P norm. Uh, you would type in 175 mean equals 170, and the standard deviation SD equals a six. And lower, and you would have to also have to type in lower tail equals false. And then, then you would, um, and then you would get this. Um, the tallest uh, five percent of men are, are taller than. Uh, this is also a question that you could ask yourself, and you would do this by typing in Q norm uh, point zero point nine five mean equals one hundred eighty because it's the men, and uh, SD equals six point five because that's the standard deviation or the uh, estimated standard deviation of men. Also, a nice uh, application of um, of um, the normal distribution is of course the intelligence quotient which is used uh, in psychometrics and psychology uh, it's a concept that I'm actually not familiar with um, but I know that it follows a normal distribution and uh, the I'd be happy to talk to some psychologists that are listening maybe to my podcast and and uh, can pretty much school me on that. I tried to talk about a psychologist that I know, uh, a friend of a friend of mine, but who uh, couldn't really uh, explain it to me, at least, um, yeah, in a way that I that I got something out of it. Um, but I know that um, IQ is the following concept. You have a mean of 100, right? So the mean of the IQ scale is always 100, and then you have a standard deviation of 15, right? So that is um, um, that is the concept of the IQ, and now you can already calculate. Um, you can already calculate, um, for example, what is the probability uh, that a random person that we draw, for example, the the German population or the really the world population, actually. Um, has an IQ of higher than 130. You could actually calculate that probability, uh, for example, using R. Uh, and of course, you would find that it's a very, very low um, probability, right? It, it's actually uh, the the two. Remember the two sigma rule that states um, where we can know where we uh, know that um, because the standard deviation uh, is um, is 15, 2 sigma equals uh, equals 30, and um, so 130 is uh, that that uh, is in in the range within 5% actually of the population uh, have have an have an IQ larger than 130 or smaller or smaller than 70, right? So um, right, so um, now. Um, a concept that is closely related to the normal distribution and that is used quite often in uh, biology is called the log normal distribution. 
and this uh, basically um, is um, the following um, um, concept. It's basically just if x is it's just the logarithm. The, log the, the logarithm is taken. For example, um, think about um, the concentration of um, certain um, heavy metals like lead, for example, or, or uh, uh, potassium and so on <clears throat> these these concentrations in the blood don't follow a normal distribution but if you take the log of it it follows a normal distribution it's the unlogged let's say distribution is <coughs> sorry is uh, left uh, follows a heavy uh, left or has a broader right tail, I should say. So it's it it has uh, the mountaintop is to the left side, and if you take the uh, the logarithm, then you have a normal distribution, and you can you can then work with with this um, with a normal distribution. As we've seen, this is this is quite uh, important um, uh, that you can work with with a normal distribution because then also as we've seen the central limit theorem holds and so on and uh, um, then uh, you can uh, apply your knowledge that you have already acquired in terms of the uh, uh, the normal distribution We will conclude this segment on probability distributions by comparing the concepts that we have learned so far in probability theory, which is, of course, a branch of pure mathematics, um, to statistics and even applied statistics. So remember, we learned the concept of a random variable what is called random variable uh, in probability theory and just recapitulate that in your mind what this concept was about and in statistics this concept is called an attribute or just variable now this random variable has of course possible values and in statistics this is this concept is called levels all of all about all of uh, probability theory revolves around the concept of probability. It's the central concept in probability theory. And in statistics, this is called the probability is called the relative frequency. The probability has a probability mass function, which is called the frequency distribution in statistics. The probability has a density called the probability density or just density. And in statistics, this is called the density estimation. It also has a cumulative distribution function. And in statistics, this is called the empirical cumulative distribution function. In probability, we have a quantile. 
and in uh, statistics, this is called the sample quantile because we draw we've drawn a sample. In probability theory, we have an expectation, and in statistics, this is called the arithmetic mean. In probability theory, we have the concept of variance, and in statistics, we have the concept of sample variance because again, we've sampled uh, from a population in uh, statistics. Um, now, you should check in your mind whether you have all of these uh, uh, names that I just dropped and uh, not dropped but uh, 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 said out loud rang a bell in your mind and if you've understood them. If not, I can uh, give another a literature recommendation by a former professor of mine, Professor Matthias Kohl. He wrote a book called Introduction to Statistical data analysis with R, and you can get, get it for free if you just Google it and download the PDF. And this book also contains exercises uh, for you so that these concepts um, that you can uh, first of all understand them for you, and also that they get hardwired in your brain. Uh, like I said, I can recommend doing some exercises. So this concludes this episode.